Hi, my name is Kevin Vozar, vacation property professional, travel enthusiast, financial planner and investment advisor, dog and cat lover, and now the host of the CFY podcast, brought to you by Cabins for You, a vacation rental management company born in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. With over 20 years of experience in the vacation industry, CFY's podcast will cover all aspects of travel and vacation rentals for both travelers and vacation property owners. If you've got itchy feet, are planning a vacation, want to jump into the vacation rental business, or just want to learn more about the travel industry, stick around. It's about to get good. Hello, everybody. Kevin Vozar here, your host for the CFY podcast. CFY Cabins for You, where it is the place to stay, play, and get paid. Uh, got some great, got a great guest today for us. Um, it's no secret that Cabins for You has rolled out a new real estate division, and we're so pleased and honored today to have the leader of our real estate division, Misty Patterson, with us. So thank you, Misty, for joining us today and taking time out of your busy schedule and using some of your valuable time to share some of your insight of the marketplace here with our listeners. So uh to get started, Misty, tell us a little bit about your background and why you chose real estate here in the Tennessee Smoky Mountains. Thank you, Kevin, for having me. I am originally a Nashville native. I spent 20 plus years in healthcare finance administration operations, and I moved to this beautiful area back in 2017. My husband is born and raised here, and he wanted to be close to his family. So we made the move here, and it just made sense to make a transition in my career at that time. There's not a whole lot of corporate operations here in Sevier County. So I thought, why not go into real estate? I love the area. I love meeting new people and I definitely love helping people. And I love helping people build their um, portfolios and um, grow their wealth. You know, that's awesome. You know, I lived also in, uh, I spent a little time in Nash Vegas as well. And it is a bit of a culture shock going from, uh, from Metro Nashville, certainly here to Sevier County. I know it's been a culture shock for you as well, hasn't it? Absolutely. But it's, it's a great place to live with wonderful, nice people. So I, I really enjoy it here. Yep. So, um, on the 100,000-foot view, tell, tell me and tell our listeners a little bit about your perception and perspective of the Tennessee Smoky Mountain real estate market. What are you seeing today for prospective it, buyers? It is a very busy, fast-moving market right now. Um, 2021 has been an exceptional year for sellers and for buyers, um, I'm starting to see the market slow slightly. May was probably the biggest month of this entire year. And it's steadily been decreasing um, a little bit each month with um, September being the lowest month in terms of how much inventory is on the market. Um, that's our biggest problem here. I have so many buyers ready to buy an investment property, um, but we only have so many that are out there and available. So you're in a situation with multiple offers right now, and it makes it very competitive. And you have to be aggressive and on top of it if you're going to be able to actually win a contract. That, that's awesome. And it's, 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 it's frightfully scary at the same time. Uh, so based on, based on this tremendous demand, how have prices of short-term vacation rental properties changed over the past few years? 
It is staggering. Um, I'll use Chalet Village, which is a premium investment cabin rental area in Gatlinburg as an example. Um, just take back in 2018, you were looking at a cabin going, and these are averages, around $175 a square foot. Then you move to 2019 and it bumps up to about $225 a square foot. 2020, $280 a square foot. And that brings us to 2021. And we're on an average in Chalet Village of about $350 a square foot. So significant price increases due to the supply and demand. What's the, this is not going to be a fair question, but what's the highest price per square foot that you've seen so far for sale here in this area? You know, I just saw one come out yesterday, um, $742 a square foot. <laughs> that is Southern California, Lake Tahoe kind of numbers there. Absolutely. absolutely. When I saw it, I giggled. <laughs> yeah. uh, a property like that, the likelihood is if somebody pays that price, it's generally probably not going to generate enough income to justify that high price, unfortunately, will it? I would definitely agree. Yes, it, ha yeah. it would have to be something somebody's buying for personal reasons. Um, they like it. They like the area they want in. It is a lower priced property because it's a low square footage, but the per square foot price was yeah. staggering. $742. Uh, you know, we, I'm going to, I'm going to go in the, in the way back machine for a second. And let's talk a little bit, you know, after the financial crash of, of 2008, 2009, um, every market in the country, you know, there was the, the housing bubble burst and there were a great many short sales and foreclosures available to be scooped up. And I know there were several of these types of properties in this area as well. Whole developments, frankly, uh, after 2008, 2009 uh, were, were taken over by banks and, and other brokerage houses. Are you seeing any, now this is, I know this is probably a dumb question given the market we're in, but do you see any short sales or foreclosure opportunity, opportunities now here in this market? Next to none. You know, I think that the eviction moratoriums that are in place right now are keeping those at, at bay. We are at our lowest level ever on um, short close or short sales and foreclosures. You know, only about 1.16% of um, homes are in short sale or foreclosure in 2021. That's amazing. That is utterly amazing. Now, you know, in the past here in this area, the demographics that purchased short-term vacation rental properties, primarily it was families, right? It was people who came here, families who came on vacation, spent some time in a family and all thought, wow, this would be a great place to buy a, a cabin. We can come here on vacation. And when we're not using it, we can rent it out. Uh, how about now? Who are, who are your buyers? What are the demographics of the buyers of cabins and chalets and other short-term vacation rental properties here now? You know, um, we still have the families, of course, but it's, it's made a huge switch in the past probably two to three years of um, people from all over, not even in the U.S., outside of the U.S., learning about our area and what the return on investment can be on a property here. Um, you know, we've got a lot of great things going for us in terms of we're a day's drive to a large portion of the United States. We're easily accessible. We're not um, 
we're not based on seasons in terms of people wanting to come here. We're almost year round. So you don't have the seasonality that you would have by buying a beach home, et cetera. So largely the people I work with now are not necessarily families, but just investors. And some, many of them have never even stepped foot into our area. They just know about its value and want in on our market. And how many of those people are buying basically sight unseen? They see pictures on the internet. They speak with their realtor. They make offers. They do everything remotely. They even close remotely. And frankly, they don't even, like you said, step foot in the area or in their property. How many are uh, buyers are you seeing like that today? You know, I would have to estimate I don't have a hard figure, but I'd say probably 60 to 70% never <sighs> see their cabin. That is staggering. I couldn't imagine spending the kind of money and making the kind of investment that you're making uh, and doing it remotely without even seeing what you're what you're purchasing or even maybe even not even ever have been to this area to see what it offers to vacationers. And that kind of leads me to my next question. Given this significant demand and, and given the appetite of the real estate investor out there who is looking to diversify their portfolio, how hot is the market here? How fast do quality properties go and what do buyers need to know about that? Well, um, you can have a property go within hours. It depends on the seller and the realtor and how they want to set it up. I'll give you a great example um, I listed a property on Sunday morning at 7.30. It was a low price point property, so I knew there would be a lot of interest in it. And um, we decided to open it up. For, we, we blocked off to have it open for showings on Monday and Tuesday. But we had so much interest on Monday that we decided to only take offers through Tuesday morning. We ended up having 21, 23 offers on that property. And I spoke with over 60 agents. That is how fast things move here. So you have to be on top of it. You have to have a realtor that's watching and can um, get in really quickly, or you might lose out. So the moral of the story for you out there who are thinking about buying a property is if you see a property that you like, you better jump on it right away because if it, if you're in this, I'm going to think about it mode, you're likely going to lose that property. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, there's been a lot of movement here and a lot of what's referred to as 1031 tax deferred exchange money coming into this marketplace. How how prevalent has that become here as uh, versus in the past? You know, 1031 has really picked up in the past two years. Um, I'd say it's slowing down right now. It's, it's interesting to me um, where I've seen, you know, about 30% of my offers are, are cash or 1031 exchange. I'm seeing a slowdown in it. So I'm wondering if maybe already they filled their obligations for this year for their 1031s. Um, but they are very prevalent and, um, a big part of what's coming into our market. And that, that leads us to, um, you know, cash versus finance deals and how aggressive you have to be if you're not a 1031 or cash offer, because as we know, cash is normally king. <laughs> so all of this, and, and since there's significant 1031 money, as far as the volume of dollars, the, you know, the amount of money that's coming in here, it certainly is, and the demand is driving prices up even greater than I'm assuming. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You are correct. So what, you know, you, you mentioned briefly, you know, cash buyers versus financed buyers. What, what do you think right now, as far as your practice at, uh, at Cabins Free Realty, what percentage of buyers are you seeing that are cash buyers or versus financed buyers? Well, it has been up until the past couple months, I'd say about 30% are cash buyers. Um, and when I say cash buyers, I, I couple that in with 1031 because it's 1031 is right. like cash. Right. Sure. Um, but I see a slowdown in that right now. I'm, I would say it's more about like 10 to 15% right now are cash buyers. And it could be partially due to the economy and, and people wanting to maybe hold on to their cash a little, little long for right now. And I talk about that often with with buyers, and I've mentioned it in other podcasts. You know, uh, I'm all about OPM, other people's money, right? If I've got an investment portfolio um, that I'm earning eight nine percent on, and why would I exchange you know eight or nine percent money when I can go to the bank and get three percent money to purchase something, even with maybe with a little bit of down payment? Uh, you know, I've got an automatic, you know, five to six percent positive arbitrage. So I, I get that. But but for those financing and taking advantage of that, you know, that planning technique, you know, how are lenders to work with today and, and what are they asking for? You know, um, lenders are busy, just like everybody in the real estate world right now, along with, you know, appraisals. You have to stay on top of your lenders. You need to, as a realtor, have a really good relationship with the lenders. I have a preferred lender here in Sevierville that um, I have her personal cell phone and she's extremely responsive to me. So it's always a win-win when I have a buyer that can use a lender I know I can trust to get things done. You know, the biggest obstacle right now with um, lending is the appraisal and it coming back in a time frame that gets the, the contract and the, the property closed out by the due date of the contract. That is delaying a lot of deals right now, appraisers. There's only so many out there and there's so many appraisals that need to be done that there's just, just a demand thing. Mm -hmm. So in the past where, you know, you could be pretty assured that, you know, when you, from the time that you make your offer to from the time you have your property inspection, the appraisal, all the, you know, the back office paperwork that, you know, from, from start to finish was typically 30 days. Are you seeing that, you know, again, trying to set a proper expectation for buyers, what, uh, how long is it taking to actually close escrow in the finance purchase of a short-term vacation rental property? I am starting to write my contracts for 45 days now just to cover the appraisal, just so there's no issue. So I say we bumped up about 15 days um, from what we used to see of 30 days. And, and last, last question again, th Misty, thank you so much for your time this morning. I know how busy you are for sure. But, you know, when do you see, you know, break out your crystal ball for a second. When do you see the market place here stabilizing as far as pricing goes, demand goes? Do you see an end to this uh, crazy ride for real estate here in the Tennessee Smokies? You know, um, I'm starting to see a slight slowdown right now. Um, I don't see a significant slowdown anytime in the next year or so. Prices, I think, are going to pull back a little bit. 
But what I tell my buyers that has happened here that makes us a little different than other areas in terms of um, an investment area was COVID. COVID brought so many people here that had never been here before. We were easy to get to. We were open and they could drive here. They didn't have to worry about an airplane. Well, those people that had never been here before go home. They tell their friends, their family. So I call it the snowball effect of COVID. More and more people now know about our area. And that's one of the reasons the demand for buying is so big here. So I'd say we're going to keep going strong at least for another year is my prediction. So you're, you're anticipating the price per square foot and the prices for quality short-term vacation rental properties continuing to rise? Or do you think that they're going to even out? Are we at the top of the of the wave right now for pricing or is there still room to move further upward? I think that we've already hit that top um, over the summer um, and we're starting to see a slight pullback. I don't think it's going to be significant, but what we're going to see is, um, you know, a slight decrease in the per square foot cost, not anything huge to where I would say, you know, let's wait two years and see what happens because you're going to miss out on that revenue that you can be at you know, being on the market and making right now. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much, Misty, for your time this morning uh, and your valuable input for our listeners. And uh, again, folks, if you have any questions, if you'd like to reach out to Misty or reach out to reach out to me, I can get all of uh, your information to her. Shoot me an email at kvozar at cabinsforyou.com. That's K-V-O-Z-A-R at cabinsforyou, all spelled out, dot com. Um, and again, if you like what you've heard today on this podcast, which I know whatever platform you're listening to it on, hit like subscribe, uh, you know, whatever the tool is to, to keep getting notifications of when new podcasts are, are coming out. Uh, we'd love to have you and also send uh, any links to this uh, podcast to your friends or acquaintances that you think might be interested in owning and purchasing a short-term vacation rental property. And again, Misty, thank you so much for your time this morning. And on behalf of all of us here at Cabins for You, again, Cabins for You, the place to stay, play, and get paid. This is Kevin Vozar signing off and saying, God bless, have a great day. Hey folks, thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing or sharing with a friend and tune in next time for the latest episode of the CFY Podcast. Until then, feel free to visit our website, cabins4u.com, where you can plan your next vacation, you can book 24-7, and learn more about our vacation rental management program. Till next time, see ya, and have safe travel.